I'm Felina. And I'm Summer. And you are listening to Broke and Broken. <laughs> because we're both. The podcast about living your best life by getting real. Hey, broken people. This is Summer. And Felina's still on sabbatical, so I'm flying solo with this interview. Today we'll have Christian, who self-describes in a Twitter bio as a Vietnamese, French, Polynesian, Tahitian, indigenous, Pacifica author, comic book writer, screenwriter, spoken word poet, songwriter, creator, orator, and storyteller. Can you introduce yourself for our audience? Uh, yeah. What good questions did you have? I um, just want you to kind of tell about yourself and your background and your writing. Just whatever you want the world to know. Okay, um, <laughs> background, um, I am a Vietnamese, French, Polynesian, Tahitian, indigenous Pacifica person of color who is of, um, Chinese ancestry. Um, I don't really claim Chinese for my ancestry. I don't feel comfortable doing it because um, uh, I don't really identify with the identity, you know, because I don't feel I have a right to. Okay, why is that? The Chinese community does not claim me. Oh. Only one person has recently, so that's the I difference. See. Um, before they didn't claim me at all, but until this one person did, who I know online on Twitter, it changed a little bit, but, you know. Um, also, I don't really do, I don't really know anything about being Chinese so this person gave me like a history lesson about being Chinese okay. the same friend who's, who claimed me mm-hmm. you know before I didn't know anything about being Chinese anyway and I also didn't know about being like I um I didn't do anything to really uplift the community you know so for those reasons I didn't really feel I had a right to claim it until now you know okay because it hasn't been part of your experience up until now yeah I've been I have been taught anything about being Chinese I've been like taught anything about the identity the only reason I say I'm French on Twitter is because people know I'm a certain, like, privileged someone, like, lighter skin who's still brown. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Because, like, people, like, automatically know I'm mixed European when they look at me, you know? Mm-hmm. They, like, they know I'm, like, something Southeast Asian, something, like, Polynesian, because, like, they see me and see like, I'm brown, but they, like, still know I'm a civil lighter shade, you know? Right. My brother, um, he's the one who's, like, darker skin than I am, right? He, okay. experienced, he, has, he experienced more colorism than I have in his, in his life. Right. Um, I do talk about that in the final version of the Spoken Word Poetry book, because what you're reading right now is actually the second or third draft, okay. actually. Yeah, so um, can you tell us about the, your book that you're working on? Uh, yeah, um, it's a Spoken Word Poetry book about being a displaced, stateside, disconnected, Vietnamese, French, Polynesian, that um, person of color, Mm-hmm. Um, diaspora or something like that diaspora whatever how you ever say that word I always mispronounce it so I'm not going to be yeah, helpful there I don't know how to say it it's like it's about being displaced being diaspora being disconnected culture genocide and generational traumas which is really really heavy stuff yes it is um, which is why when I like, perform in SoCal in Orange County mm-hmm. I need like indigenous and people of color community people because mm-hmm. like they will get it more they empathize with it like if someone watches it and they're right they'll get it, but they won't really get the experience of like what I'm talking about not like someone who's a person of color or indigenous as well you know it's just the fact of like how I feel they'll get it because it's art you know but they will never like truly live the experience truly being the shoes of like how it feels to be like that so also the 
I used to be a, per- a certain like age, like seventeen or older, because like that's like the topics and the, the themes this comes which so our poetry book covers is not really for kids or preteens because I'm not really mature enough to understand like generational trauma, cultural genocide, displacement, being disconnected, shit like that. Right. Some kids are more mature, but I don't really like expect it to be like a certain age group. You know, I really wouldn't like want to like force that kind of like thing on a kid though in like high school or you know even in a young adult a young like even young adult it seems like too young for me so like like 17 18 you know mm-hmm. so i know that at least at a certain maturity level this is a certain nuance that spoke for she like had like gives you you know Right, kind of need to know their own place in the world in order to understand it, right? Yeah, so like, it's it's how it's like it's included in the final version, Mm -hmm. poetry book, in the forward, the personal forward I wrote for it about that, you know, um, about how I wanted to actually one day fly over to Oceania, Pacifica, or Moana to perform in Hawaii, Tonga, Samoa. Hawaiian Tahiti to Polynesian, Micronesian, and Melanesian audiences. Have you ever been out there? Because you're, you're in California, I, right? Yeah, but like I'm displaced. But that's so. what I'm saying. And is, also, have you ever been out there? You weren't raised out there, right? You were raised here, yeah. In the 48? Because um, my parents were like war refugees, right? Okay. My mother, I discussed this in the Spring Poetry book, she's adopted out to these couple. She has never. She was raised being Vietnamese. She that's the experience that a lot of people who are indigenous, not knowing her own culture, mm-hmm. right? And that's some. That's some, like actually, that's actually an act of ethnic native racism. That's my mother, Vietnamese couple. My grandparents who raised her. If I think about it, actually, um, that's part of the reason why I don't really have a good relationship. I used to have like respect for them, you know. Mm-hmm. A little bit, um, a lot, but like it's been like lessened because I know like I should have told them the truth, you know. But the war happened. Right? Um, the Vietcong came in and they like destroyed everything, and the adoption papers were probably lost in the destruction. And my mother did not like even know the last name how to track her mother down, her real mother, you know. So did she have any information on her story? No. Okay. Like, she didn't learn until, like, later, like, from, like, you know, certain things. But, like, how do you figure that out now? You're displaced. You might, like, I talk about, actually, like, my mother was an outsider in her own land. of was hers, right? She was displaced from two homes, from Tahiti and Vietnam. And that's, like, just more traditional trauma on pack for me. Yeah, we talk about uh, adoption uh, periodically on the show because um, I have because of my experience with adoption and the adoption community it just kind of happens that way but it does compound yeah. those issues um, for people be- especially when you have those big gaps in your in knowing your own story it can really create and exacerbate those traumas being adopted right um, not being raised when you go for identity not being raised you're being taught your own language, spirituality, customs, traditions, etc., what have you. Mm-hmm. You know, taught your how to be indigenous, how to be indigenous Pacifica, 
particularly. How do you heal from that? That's what I wonder about my mother, right? Because right. my mother, like, she's one of those people, like, who just choose not to believe in mental health and, like, get in therapy. And I want her to go to therapy, but there's not something I can force someone to get to choose themselves to go. Right. You know, I chose to go to therapy because I did. I I want to heal from that experience, even though it hasn't like touched me directly. Mm-hmm. It has to be like generational trauma. You know what I mean? Right. So, but uh, you know, that's something she has aside, and my father has aside for themselves. Because my father was displaced also, and he's also someone that doesn't really believe in therapy. You know. So. So what? What is his um, situation? You said he's displaced also. What is his background? He's a Vietnamese and Chinese. My ancestors on my Vietnamese and Chinese father's side were orators, storytellers. Mm-hmm. For generations, we were artists, thespians, singers, dancers, playwrights. So me, being a spoken poetry poet, a songwriter who is an orator and spoken poet, I, I carry on that legacy. I carry on that tradition. So I connect with the ancestors. There, I don't really know what my French Polynesian and Tahitian ancestors did, though. So I'm trying to figure out by reconnecting, reconnecting. I think it's great that you're being so that you're so open about you know the fact that you're trying to reconnect and make that uh, you know and learn these things and navigate this because I'm sure you've seen as much as I have of you know people who basic who, who are disconnected but in some way I guess feel some sort of shame about that and so they try to cover it up <laughs> you know and yeah. which is you know I think a uh, a sad situation in itself so I think it's pretty inspirational that you're you know pl- letting this play out so openly for the world you know in your your journey to to figure all of this yeah. out it's how I'm connecting with my clan my nation and my family um in Polynesian Tahitian culture right Polynesian indigenous Pacific culture your clan your I'm trying to learn how to pronounce these words, right? So just bear with me, I'm trying to just say the English version of the words. I, I feel I don't really know how to pronounce them correctly just yet, you know? Right, that's okay. So, your clan, right? Mm-hmm. Your nation, or your, like, or your family are three important connections to who you are, right? Because okay. still, being indigenous connection, like, spawns what makes you indigenous, not blood, mm-hmm. right? Blood makes me French, Chinese and Vietnamese connection links bonds of mixing indigenous Pacifica, right? Me choosing to reconnect, me choosing to learn the language, mm-hmm. me choosing to learn spirituality, me learning to learn the customs, traditions, mm-hmm. connect with indigenous community. Um, I used to like not really know how to explain that was this place is connected, right? Because I felt like they wouldn't accept me knowing that I don't really know about my identity. You know, I learned from other people who are Polynesian that it's my journey and they would accept me, right? No matter the place I am in this journey. And, like, I decided to be honest with them, you know, saying this place, saying that um, I'm diaspora, saying that I'm disconnected, saying that, you know, I'm saying that I, you know, sometimes sleep at night and I wonder how it would feel to actually talk, talk to my deities. Because mm-hmm. both sides of my family, my Chinese, my Vietnamese ancestors, and my Polynesian ancestors were both forcibly converted by like 
French colonizers, imperialists, and missionaries, right? Right. My Polynesian ancestors had their culture. I talk about this in the folk culture book, but they had their spirituality band, language band, culture, tattoos band, everything. Right. Different culture is genocide, right? It's considered genocide by, like, everybody, like, UN, right. uh, United Nations, whatever have you. Yeah, my Vietnamese ancestors were forced to convert also. So me practicing, like, being choosing to be Buddhist, choosing to be polytheistic, right, or what people might consider pagan, right. it's me trying to, it's, it's resistance, it's resilience, it's like defiance, right? It's me, it's me choosing to stand up against something that was forced on my ancestors were like, they took, like, everything, they took part of their identity from them, right? Because right. spirituality matters to many cultures, and, like, being forced to convert just, like, it just cuts you off mm-hmm. for your ancestors a little bit, a lot. A lot, and, yes. Right? I'm just learning how, like, a little bit now about, like, how kind of more connected I feel, because mm-hmm. I'm actually learning how to practice spirituality. I'll, I'll, I'll learn more when I actually, like, go to the Polynesian Islands, but as of right now, I'm just learning on my own, trying to figure out, and I'll learn from people. I've been writing this book or poetry book for a long time, for a couple of years now, right? Okay. Um, you said you, um, so background, um, I am an author, I'm a comic, I'm a comic book writer, I'm a screenwriter who writes about, like, books, graphic novels, comic books, TV shows, movies about indigenous, POC, disabled, and or it and or LGBT characters, right? Nice. We need a lot more of that. I'm writing a comic book series or graphic novel series about a Japanese, Colombian, Polynesian, Hawaiian, and Tongan Pacific Asian superhero mm-hmm. who is polyamorous, non-gender-fluid pansexual. It's called Avastatory War. It takes place in the 41st century. I've been writing that since, like, 2010, mm-hmm. right? It's me. It was, like, I've been writing a long time until, like, depression PTSD I, like like the art didn't really flow because I was still like traumatized right and that's why I just like I stopped writing this book or poetry book back then because I like I still hadn't had enough therapy to where I actually decided to like you know sit down and write what I felt about being displaced so mm-hmm. went therapy a couple of years of therapy went back did more years of therapy because I had to pack more she's like first time therapy I had to pack the depression anxiety PTSD Second trip, I did pack like internalized racism, anti-native racism, uh, homophobia, transphobia, and ableism, mm-hmm. and that's not fun at all. And so I went back also to like unlearn toxic and abusive traits of other people, you know, because mm-hmm. like I internalized a lot of like what, how abusive, toxic you were. But I was passive aggressively abusive with my toxicity, you know, and mm-hmm. like I met that with my brother that I was not. Like, I was toxic myself, right? Right. And we kind of heal from that. Because my relationship with my family matters to me, right? Because they're part of my family. And, you know, before I ever really know about my clan or nation, like, they're my first link to being indigenous, right? You know? And I feel like I, you know, want to heal because I know better, you know? Right. And that's important. And that that's part of what this show is about, is encouraging people yeah. to take whatever steps you know, are necessary for their own healing, you know, which of course varies by whatever their yeah. situation is, but it's, imp- we w- want to encourage people to do that. And so has yeah. you, you mentioned that you've, 
been do um, getting therapy? Has that helped with the um, the depression and the PTSD? Yes. Good. Uh, I had a relapse a few days ago, but I know how to deal with it. You know, I have a certain like positive coping skills mm-hmm. to deal with it. Like you know, rank art, do martial arts, exercising. Right. Um, uh, writing poetry, writing music, just do one of the, the emotions physically mm-hmm. in a physical manner. Can I ask how old are you? Uh, twenty-five. Okay, yeah. So you're you're pretty young. That it's really good that you're that you're taking those steps and learning those things now. I didn't until I was in my mid thirties, and I I think if if only somebody had taken me to therapy when I asked for it at fifteen, my whole life could have been different. You know, so. I think that's wonderful. You can, you know, get get more in control of your your own life when you do it younger. Yeah, it's not really easy to admit that you need help. Um, I didn't really do it until like, uh, you know, high school or college, mm-hmm. right? Like, dealing with like the therapy helped. You know, admitting I was like not okay. Right. Admitting that I had like a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. Like fact that you know it will help me like heal you know i can like break the cycle i can like raise kids when my partner partners because i'm probably more in the like your partners in a like non-toxic non-abusive environment because i know better you know i can be better right and i admit that i want that you know i want to have a healthy relationship with someone right and me going to therapy is me taking the first step to healing and you know my ancestors and my descendants will feel better about that absolutely because i am both ancestor and descendant right now um, i feel like more connection with them mm-hmm. writing this book or poetry book because like i found out more about my family histories of my like our our oral tradition of like being oral storytellers you know our tradition telling stories telling myths telling songs know telling like all that and i want to hold that tradition and learning about it made me like a good connection especially is still why i want to learn more about my population of french ancestors you know mm-hmm. what do they do you know and what and uh, wonder, what know. sources are you being able to find in order to get at it gather that information finding people who are from polynesia right mm-hmm. and life and online on social media both and like just like questions but knowing I had to go a certain way about it because mm-hmm. I'm displaced. I can't ask questions I want to ask differently if I was, you know, wasn't displaced. You know, if I was actually connected to the culture more, I could ask a certain way, but still displaced, you know, and disconnected, I go about a certain way mm-hmm. that I want to, you know. There's certain new ones that to like navigate. Right, be aware of as you proceed. Yeah, that's kind of why I didn't want to reconnect because I was told that by people who are colonized, right, who didn't decolonize yet because to me, decolonization is not just physical, right? It's mental, emotional, spiritual, metaphysical. Right. People are colonized, right? Polynesians who are racist to Melanesians and Micronesians. Mm-hmm. When they use those terms to separate us based on color because of like, what colonizers taught to us, right? Okay. It's the leftovers of colonialism, imperialism, and colonialism occupation. I was told by those who, you know, did the, who were colonized a lot about my black quantum. Mm. I was really pissed about that. Like, I am not less punished than you are because my identity, 
my have a racial identity of being Chinese, Vietnamese, and French. My story is not less than yours because I'm mixed. You know, I do not uphold the blood quantum, blood rearing nonsense of colonizers. I talk about that in one of the spoke poetry parts mm-hmm. about how my experience, because like I've been told that a lot, and I was like, where do I keep this pure blood talking about? in a jar <laughs> in a bottle so I can shove it in your face when you tell, tell me things about that like make mm. me feel less than who I am because I'm mixed you're doing the colonizer work for them right right and are you finding this more with, with within those communities um with people who are more assimilated um because that yeah. seems to be the case in my community as the people who are you know who have more cultural connection don't seem to put as much, you know, don't seem to put that weight on and blood quantum. But those who've lost the culture, that's what they're holding on to as being their identity and their connection is, well, I have more blood quantum. <laughs> is that the same, the, yeah. what you're finding? Yes. Okay. Um, those who have a strong, you know, self-centered self, mm-hmm. right, they have no interest in upholding us. They know they're Polynesian. They don't need to, like, assert this kind of, like, oh, I got more blood than you per right. blood. And it was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I hadn't really had to explain. Right. Well, um, I think a lot of our communities are just now recognizing and starting to de- deconstruct that colonization. Like you said, you know, it's hard to, to remove to that. Decolonize. Yeah. We really have to be self-aware. Mm-hmm. And most aren't, sadly. In the final version of the Spoke Approacher book, I use Chinese, Vietnamese, and Polynesian digital specific myths represent all of me to represent me being claimed by someone in the Chinese community but to represent me you know finding acceptance self-love in my identity of being Vietnamese being Chinese and being Polynesian to Asian right mm-hmm. and it explores more myths like the fairy because the phoenix because the, the title of the summer poetry book is Heart of Phoenix Soul you know it's Heart Dragon Soul Phoenix and Blood Ocean Water the final version is called Hara Dragon, Soul of Phoenix, and Blood of Fairy Ocean Water. Because a phoenix is from Chinese myths, not Vietnamese, right? The, okay. the dragon is from Chinese and Vietnamese myths, but the fairy is from Vietnamese myths. And I kind of like subverted it, subverted it. Okay. Right, and that's what in the Sparkle Poetry book, I switched it. Like, because my ancestors and my dreams tell me, because we're, because they speak to me in my dreams, that our myths is we're from dragons and phoenixes as well as fairies right because we're Vietnamese and Chinese ascended okay right mm-hmm. and I kind of like used that in the spoken approach but the final version at least and I kind of wrote about more about you know my the myth of you know having a body born of ocean earth and sky as some Polynesian and having a heart of a dragon soul of phoenix and blood of fairy ocean water as someone Vietnamese and Chinese you can contact the podcast at BrokeBrokenPodcast at gmail.com. The Broken Broken Podcast can be found online at www.BrokeBrokenPodcast.com, on Twitter at BrokeBrokenShow, on Instagram and Facebook at BrokeBrokenPodcast. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube.